by the way, pastors will be the first to be out of a job in heaven. Think of how wonderful this is. Why would you need a preacher to speak to you about the greatness of Jesus Christ when you can directly see his glories for yourself? Welcome to Open the Bible today with Pastor Colin Smith. And Colin, it sounds like you're going to be unemployed. Gloriously. I mean, think about this. All of our experience of the Lord comes to us by faith and comes to us through the Word of God. When we're in his immediate presence, faith turned to sight and the immediate knowledge of Christ. He's there. We're there in his presence. We're able to enjoy him immediately. That's such a great transformation. It's hard even for us to imagine it. And yet that is the translation that's going to take place for every Christian believer. And for the person who's thinking, I'm not sure that's me. How can I know for sure This is a great day for them to hear this message. Yeah, think about that. This is what the Bible says, dying in the Lord. So what it is to live in Christ. The Bible all the time talks about being in Christ. I live in Christ when I'm a Christian. And if I live in Christ, then I die in Christ. And then I go into his immediate presence. So that is true of every Christian believer. And uh, we're going to get to the heart of what it means to be in Christ. I want to live in Christ, die in Christ, and spend eternity with Christ. That's what the gospel brings to us. Let's get into the message, and if you can, open your Bible to the book of Revelation, chapter 14, as we begin our message, Dying in the Lord. Here's Colin. One day soon, all of us will be in another world. And our purpose in this New Year series is that we should learn everything that we can about it and do everything we can to prepare ourselves for it. Last week, we began our journey by noting that people die in many different ways, some through accident, some through an illness, some through old age. People die at different times. The timing and the circumstances vary. These are important, but we saw last time that they are not the things of ultimate importance. What really matters is this. Ultimately, At some point, every one of us will die, and every person who has ever lived dies in one of two ways, according to the Bible. We looked last time at John and chapter 8 in verse 24, where Jesus defines one of them. He said to people, unless you believe that I am he, unless you believe that I am the Christ, you will die in your sins. So that's one way in which people die. You can die in your sins. And today in Revelation in chapter 14, we're going to look at the other way in which a person can die. We've read these wonderful words, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. So when you leave this world, you will leave this world as everyone else leaves this world in one of two ways. Either you will die in your sins or you will die in the Lord, and whatever the circumstances or whatever the timing of your death, that is the thing that ultimately matters. Folks, as I've been thinking about this more and more during this last week, my mind is just overawed by the incalculable difference between these two, to die in your sins. We thought about what that means, to carry your sins into your death with you, to go out of this world, to go into death and to go through it, and then to stand in the presence of Almighty God. And there you are with your sins still attached to you. And you're in them. To die in your sins. Could there be anything more tragic, anything more awful than that? 
Now today we're going to look at the other way in which a person can die. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. We saw last time that the Lord Jesus on the cross, he took sins into his death so that you would not need to take your sins into yours. To die in the Lord, separated from your sins because he carried them far away from you. Could there be anything more glorious than this? Could there be anything more different than these two extremities? Well, this is what we're going to be looking at together in the Bible today. Now, I do hope you have this verse open in front of you. I want you to see immediately that this is a promise that belongs to every Christian. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. But it is significantly given, especially to people who die the most difficult of deaths. Look at what it says here. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Now, what's that reference from now on? Well, if you glance back to chapter 13, uh, you will see what is happening in that chapter as the great beast has arisen. The world is going after the Antichrist. And the Antichrist, verse 7 of chapter 13, is making war on the saints, bringing all kinds of trouble to Christians and all kinds of persecution to them, as so many of our brothers and sisters in Christ have died deaths that have been under persecution. And in verse 10 of chapter 13, it says, If anyone is taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is slain by the sword, with the sword he must be slain. Here is a call for endurance and faith from the saints. So you see, in the context, here are believers who are paying the ultimate price for following Jesus Christ. Some of them are going to die horrible deaths. And John says, I heard a voice from heaven saying, and remember he was on the Isle of Patmos imprisoned himself when he heard this. I heard a voice from heaven saying, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Now friends, think about this. If that is true for martyrs who die the most horrible of deaths, that they're blessed to die in the Lord, how much more true Is it for you and for me as we consider our deaths in a very different situation from theirs? Why are we blessed if we die in the Lord? Some of you have bidden a heart-wrenching farewell to loved ones in these last weeks. And they're in Christ. And this verse is saying to you, God is saying to you, now be at peace, they're blessed. And I want you to see why they are blessed. Notice what it says. They are blessed first because they rest from their labors. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors. Let's focus in on that for a few moments. Three observations. Here's the first. Hard work is the distinguishing mark of people who are in Christ. That's one of the ways you know you're a Christian, by the way. It's a distinguishing mark of a Christian. Hard work 
is a distinguishing mark of people who are in Christ. They rest from their labors. Now think about this. I've um, banged in a few nails and cut a few boards in the course of my life. But if I said that I was a carpenter, any of you guys who are carpenters would rightly laugh. Because banging in a few nails does not make a guy a carpenter, right? A carpenter is someone who gives his life to this important work. Now think about this then. What is a Christian? A Christian is not simply a person who says a prayer now and again or turns up at church once in a while. No, a Christian is a person who gives himself or gives herself to a life of following Jesus Christ. Saying you're a Christian doesn't make you a Christian any more than me saying I'm a carpenter makes me a carpenter. The evidence that you are in Jesus Christ is that the goal of your life is to serve him. Now, is that true of you? it's easier to say that you're a Christian than to be one. How are you doing this? How is your life marked by labor for the Lord? What are you doing in terms of what we thought about a couple of weeks ago, extending yourself in order to live in the light of the upward call that one day lies ahead of us? That's the first observation, that those who are blessed when they die are marked by the fact that they rest from their labors. They give themselves to serving Christ. It's what it is to be a Christian. Here's the, here's the second observation. Serving Christ is not easy. I say this by way of encouragement. The word labor makes this very clear. The word labor means hard work, work that would make you sweat. And that's the word that is used in the description of, of those who are pressing hard after Jesus Christ. It's hard work to go on serving him. If you give your life to following Jesus Christ, let me tell you honestly, you will experience what every other Christian has experienced. You'll face difficulties. You'll face discouragements. You will come to a point in the road where you face big disappointments. Labor. Not easy. But in heaven it will be very different. Oh, in heaven. In heaven we will serve Christ. We'll look at that later in the series and think about how wonderful it is. We will serve Christ, but we will not labor. Spurgeon says, we're going to quote him a number of times today, very beautifully, whatever the saints do in heaven will yield them refreshment and will never cause them weariness. And I loved this piece when I read it this week. It brought such strength to my own heart. I hope it does to yours. He says, there in heaven, no cold-hearted brethren will damp our enthusiasm or accuse us of evil motives. No desponding brethren will warn us that we are rash when our faith is strong and obstinate when our confidence is firm. None will pluck us by the sleeve and hold us back when we would run the race with all of our might. And none will tell, foretell disaster and defeat when we confidently know that God will give us the victory. It's hard work serving Jesus Christ, but the day is coming when you're going to serve him and it will no longer be labor. They, let, they rest from their labor. And now serve him in all of the joys and delights of heaven in itself. 
You're listening to Pastor Colin Smith on Open the Bible and the message Dying in the Lord, which was originally part of a series called The Inside Story of the Future Life. And this was one of the most popular, requested and downloaded messages of the past 12 months. And we've bundled it along with the other most popular and requested messages into a series we're calling Listener Favourites 2023. We're offering a CD set copy of this series as a free gift if you're able to set up a new monthly donation to the work of Open the Bible of £5 per month or more. Find details on our website, openthebible.org.uk. Now let's get back to the message. Here's Colin. Here's the third observation. There are works for Christ that can only be done here. Now this follows very obviously from the fact that those who are with Christ, as every Christian one day will be, they rest from their labor. So there is work that you and I can do for Christ here and now that we cannot do when we are in his presence. For then we rest from these particular labors. By the way, pastors will be the first to be out of a job in heaven. Think of how wonderful this is. Why would you need a preacher to speak to you about the greatness of Jesus Christ when you can directly see his glories for yourself. Marvelous. Why would you need counseling? Why would you need pastoral care when all your wounds are healed and when Jesus Christ has wiped every tear from your eyes? Oh, and think about this, whatever your work is, the work that you do that may bring you many frustrations, it will no longer be needed. In a new creation, a new heaven and a new earth, all of us will be serving Christ. We will be doing it with a new energy. We will be doing it with a new creativity, a new fulfillment and a new joy. And we will be doing it in ways that are adapted to the whole new creation that are beyond what can enter into our minds and into our hearts. But no more labor. By the way, that gives great significance to your work, whatever it is, this coming week. Because you won't be doing it in heaven. And the only chance you have to honor Christ in doing it is here on earth. Let that lift your perspective on your daily work. But then think about this. Think about some of the other things that we won't be doing in heaven. We work at them now, but, but we won't be doing them then. The only prayers you will offer are the prayers you offer while you're here. The only evangelism, folks, that we will ever do is the evangelism that we are committed to doing here in this world. Not there, here. The only victories over sin and over temptation you will ever have are the victories in your struggle here and now. You will be made perfect there. The struggle will be no more. The fight is now. This is when you glorify Christ in the battle of the Christian life. Listen, Sunday school teacher, the only children you will ever teach are the children that you teach here. So invest yourself in it. It is of eternal significance. You won't be doing it then. You're given the chance to do it now. The only giving you ever release is going to be the giving you release here. The only stand you ever take for what is true and for what is right is the stand you take for what is true and what is right here. 
So here's the challenge, and please think about this with me. We have all eternity to rejoice in our victories in Jesus Christ, but we only have a very short time to win them. A very short time to win them. Long time to enjoy them. Short time to win them. That's the urgency of the Christian life. That's the urgency of the mission of the gospel. They rest from their labors. And there are so many things that Christ has given us to do here and now that we can only do here and now and will not be doing then. They're blessed. Those who die in the Lord, why? Because they rest from their labors. Here's a second reason why you're blessed if you die in the Lord. Only two ways to die, die in your sins or die in the Lord. Terrible, unimaginably terrible thing to die in your sins. Glorious, wonderful thing to die in the Lord. Why? Because, number two, their deeds follow them. Do you see what it says? Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, for their deeds follow them. This is a wonderful statement and so full of significance. When Christians enter heaven, their works are behind them, not in front of them. That's very important. When Christians enter heaven, their deeds, their works, all the fruit of their Christian life is behind them. It is not in front of them. In other words, the Christian does not enter heaven because of his or her good works. It's very clear here. Their deeds follow them. Remember, Jesus said, now I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus is the pioneer of our faith. He is the one who enters heaven on our behalf and opens the door. And those who follow enter because of him and their good works follow after them, not in front of them. That is very important to grasp. Good works never lead the way. A very simple way to grasp this point. Good works never lead the way nor open the door into heaven. Spurgeon makes this point. Our good deeds do not even walk beside us into heaven. That is very important. Let me quote what Spurgeon says. Do they march at our right hand or on our left as the subjects of cheering contemplation? In other words, when you are passing through death into heaven is the thing to think about, the works that you've done. Are they going to be your companions walking by your side into heaven? Spurgeon says, no, no, we dare not take them as companions to comfort us. They follow us at our heel. They keep behind us, out of sight. And we ourselves, in our desires after holiness, always outmarch them. In other words, if you're truly a Christian, your desire to do more for Christ is always greater than what you've already done. The good works follow. They're never ahead. They're never beside. They're always behind. Uh, that's the first thing to, to notice here. But thank God that the good deeds of a Christian do follow. And that for this reason, there will be great reward. Here is something that, again, I have found quite staggering as I've just tried to meditate on it these last days. How can it be that all my sins, which are many, 
are erased from the mind and the heart of God when they're placed under the blood of Jesus Christ. And God says, I will remember them no more. And at the same time, my deeds that are too feeble and they are too few, they somehow live in the memory and mind of God forever and forever and forever so that he says, even a cup of cold water that is given in the name of Jesus Christ will certainly not go without its reward. And every tear that's ever been shed in prayer and in repentance is stored up in the heart of God. The psalm says he stores these tears as in a bottle. And they are treasured by God forever and forever. And by his grace bring their own reward. Blessed, blessed. Why are those who die in the Lord blessed? They're blessed because they rest from their labors. And they're blessed because their deeds follow them. Let's not skip over this third thing, which is the most obvious and the most central. They are blessed because they die in the Lord. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Now, see, this is very important. Not all of the dead are blessed. Some die in their sins. And as we saw last time, nothing in the world could be more tragic than that. But heaven declares to every Christian believer, to every follower after Jesus Christ, whenever you die, however it happens, whether it's suddenly unexpected in an accident, whether it's years and years from now, you are blessed if you die in the Lord. Isn't that a great assurance to live with? What a great assurance as we leave the message from today, what it means for the believer to die in the Lord. You've been listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith, and next time we'll hear the second part of the message, what it means to die in the Lord. And if you ever miss one of our messages, you can always catch up or go back and listen again by going to our website, that's openthebible.org.uk. Also on the Open the Bible website, you'll find Open the Bible Daily. These are a series of short two- to three-minute reflections written by Pastor Colin and read by Sue McLeish. There's a new one on the website every day. I caught up with Sue in the studio and asked her what the daily devotional means to her. Well, those devotionals begin each day for me, and honestly, I wouldn't be without them. Their content never fails to open up a valuable word from the Bible, which very often will meet a need either in my own circumstance or in that of someone I'm praying for. <laughs> Though the devotionals are short, there's always a message to hold on to and to take with you into the day. You can now find Open the Bible Daily on your favourite podcast site. Just search for Open the Bible UK. You can find Open the Bible on all the major social media sites, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. If you use any of these sites, we'd love it if you would follow us. We're easy to find. Our username is the same on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. It's at UK Open the Bible. On YouTube, it's at Open the Bible UK. You can also find us using the search on any of the sites, UK Open the Bible. Or you can always simply go to the Open the Bible website, that's openthebible.org.uk, go to the bottom of the homepage and click on your preferred social media symbol. 
Once you've found us on social media, please follow us or subscribe to our channel. And when you see one of our postings, please like it. Or better still, retweet or resend it with your thoughts and comments. That way we get seen by all your followers and they have the opportunity to follow us too. Let's grow the Open the Bible community. For Pastor Colin Smith and Open the Bible, I'm David Pick, and I very much hope you'll be able to join us next time. How can you encourage your Christian friend or loved one who is reaching the end of their life? Find out next time on Open the Bible.